the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show, which is uh, coming to you today from Charlotte, North Carolina. Drove last night from South Carolina to North Carolina, from Charleston to Charlotte. It's understandable to me why a lot of people are moving to South Carolina. People are nice, but it's not Minnesota nice where they vote for not nice people. It's uh, it's nice and wise. If you're nice and not wise, you do a lot of damage. Major theme in my life, this understanding about the difference between nice and wise. It's better to be nice than not nice. There's no question about that. But if you don't have wisdom, you'll do a lot of damage, which is what is being done in this country. I mean, I have a list here of topics for today, <laughs> which is uh, just incredible, what, what is going on. There is a man that I truly, I truly have contempt for. It takes a lot for me to have the level of contempt I have for the uh, San, San, uh, San Antonio Spurs coach, Popovich. He's one of the few people I consider to be bad. Uh, I, I, it's it's painful to me that the, this this man is popular in San Antonio. Painful. He hates this country. He hates the Western world. He's filled with hate. He compares Columbus Day to celebrating Hitler. That's the latest. As uh, my uh, as my dear producer puts it, the man makes millions of dollars and hates everything about the civil civilization that allowed that to happen. He should give his money back. I mean, if he's if he's consistent, if this country is despicable, how could he take its money? Yep, it's like celebrating Hitler. Celebrating Columbus is like celebrating Hitler. You can get away with that because the amount of ignorance uh, in our uh, world and in our country is so uh, so spectacular. The man is a vile human being. I don't know what uh, motivates him. And I don't really care, but I do feel that I, I owe it to this country and to uh, decency to, to tell you what kind of human being this Popovich is. So here's another story for you about the, the world in which we live today. Los Angeles to remove Father Junipero Serra's name from downtown park. Then was declared a saint, if I'm not mistaken. The park... The park, named after the Catholic priest from Spain who established California's mission system and sought to baptize Native Americans, will be called La Plaza Park until a new name is officially adopted. It's really quite something. So what is the, what is the statement of Los Angeles? That it was a bad thing that Native Americans were, uh, were converted to uh, Catholicism? 
I mean, let, let, let us be very clear here. Am I watching? Is that Garcetti? Oh, it's painful. It's painful to see this man who's a, who's a nothing. It's just we're, we're governed by nothings. He's, he's an example of that. And, and uh, so that's the question. I'd like, I'd like people to, to be asked, is it a net loss to society if a person uh, who is a Native American and has Native American tribal beliefs, if that person converts to Christianity, is that a moral step up or is it a moral step down? This is not an anti-anybody. It is a values question. It's, it's not anti-indigenous Americans. Of course not. In fact, the odds are that, that he cared for them so much, he, he wanted them to become Catholic, become Christian. The, the issue is not antipathy. It's, the question is a value system. Is if, if you... If you compare what Catholicism created and Christianity in general versus what indigenous cultures created, do you think it's a tie? Do you think it's a moral tie? Now, you can't ask these questions because truth is not a value any longer in, in our media or academic world. People attack people who raise the question I did, but if you care about people, you have to ask that question because the only important question is what will elevate people? What will make people better? What will make civilizations better? Those, those are moral questions. They're the important moral questions. It's not anti-any human. It is, it is pro the belief that there are better and more elevated ways of, of living. And I'm not Catholic. I'm not even Christian. I'm, I'm Jewish, uh, but uh, I, I, I there's no no question in my mind that what the Christianity has created, and it did a lot of bad things too, because human beings can ruin everything. But it created a world of of women's rights, of human rights, of in, an international human rights of, of a, a, a gigantic democratic republic in the United States and elsewhere, the, these are enormous achievements. They haven't been made basically anywhere else. Other than Judeo-Christian culture, what produced these things? The Japanese have a flourishing democracy because it was imposed on them by the United States of America after World War II, imposed by a Christian civilization. It's not anti-Japanese to say that. The Japanese would agree with that. Same with, with Korea, with South Korea. These, these are the fruit of what are called Judeo-Christian civilization. Condemning this, this priest for converting indigenous Americans, indigenous peoples, is, is to state that there is no moral benefit to becoming a Christian versus a, 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 a person who believes in, in indigenous beliefs. 
Now, I, I suspect that a lot of kids who go to college would actually say, that's right, there is nothing better whatsoever. On the contrary, it was evil to, to convert these people. But why was it evil to convert these people? Well, they converted, uh, as so many people were, to Islam at the, uh, at the threat of, of death? No, 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 they weren't. The people preached the gospel to these people and hoped that they would choose this way of life. Los Angeles plans to remove Father Junipero Serra's name from a downtown park across the street from Union Station. This is from NBC News in L.A. As part of the Los Angeles work to reckon with mistakes and wrongdoings in the city's history, officials made the announcement. I don't understand what that means. What does that mean? They don't explain. Officials made the announcement on Monday... Indigenous Peoples Day in the city of Los Angeles. The park will be called La Plaza Park until a new name is officially adopted. Sarah was a Catholic priest from Spain who established California's mission system and sought to baptize Native Americans. His sainthood in 2015 was protected by Native was protested, excuse me, by Native Americans, citing that indigenous people were brutalized, beaten, and forced into labor for the missions. Los Angeles is a city of belonging that takes responsibility for the mistakes we've made in the past. A city of belonging. Ah, I love that. I live in a city of belonging. Am I lucky or what? Our indigenous brothers and sisters deserve a justice, deserve justice, and today we take a step toward delivering both greater cultural sensitivity and spaces for Angelinos to gather and perform their traditional ceremonies. A statue of Father Sarah was toppled at the park during protests in June 2020. You know, it's fascinating. There are so many Catholics, uh, as compared to people of, of indigenous culture in Los Angeles, and the, the man is a saint of the Catholic Church, and, and nothing, nothing will happen. Because too many uh, spokesmen in the, in the Catholic Church are, are afraid. They're, they're just afraid of speaking out. As I say often in uh, religious life, people are more afraid of, uh, of CNN than they are of God. 1-8-Prager-776, you are listening to The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 583 There is a picture of 
President of the United States and his wife and granddaughter, I think he attended a family wedding just in the past few days. Yes, and it is an amazing, uh, actually it's a video and, and, and a photo. You could choose either one. And he's the only one wearing a mask. I have always believed that Joe Biden is a weakling, is a coward, Not, and, and I've only learned in the last few years that he's a major crook. I would say that compared to Joe Biden, our previous president, Donald Trump, is on a much higher moral plane. I wouldn't go anywhere in confined places now. Yeah. That was when he was vice president. And no, it's really something to see that that uh, even his wife doesn't doesn't isn't wearing a mask. She took it off upon uh, upon exiting the helicopter, the presidential helicopter, and he kept it on. What what is he? What message is he trying to uh, communicate to the American people? You should all of you who were vaccinated should be wearing it outdoors. The man, the man is a bad man. The man is a weakling. Weaklings are very bad by definition. Southwest CEO says he never wanted a COVID vaccine mandate, but Biden forced his hand. This is from CNBC. I've never been in favor of corporations imposing that kind of mandate. I'm not in favor of that. Southwest Airlines CEO Gary Kelly told CNBC on Tuesday. However, Kelly said the Dallas-based carrier is complying with federal rules put in place by the Biden administration. So I I, want to understand. So that is what you can do? The president of the United States can unilaterally announce that all airlines should fire thousands and thousands of, 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 of competent, respectful employees and they do it? Uh, it's it's an amazing thing. What do we elect a dictator? Is it, uh, we elect a dictator every four years? Who the hell is he to to make this this rule? Really, who the hell is he? Why isn't this a congressional uh, issue? I mean, can can a president say you know if you uh, n- nobody can board a plane if they have the flu? I mean, is there is there any limit? To what can be said by a president? Southwest Airlines CEO Gary Kelly told CNBC on Tuesday he believes businesses should not impose COVID vaccine mandates on their employees. He said his company is doing so to comply with federal rules put in place by the Biden administration. I just don't get it. How does the Biden administration tell an airline to fire its its people? How does that happen? Has this ever happened, by the way? Has it ever? I've never been in favor of corporations imposing that kind of mandate. I'm not in favor of that. Never have been, Kelly said in an interview on Squawk on the Street. But the executive order from President Biden mandates that all federal employees and then all federal contractors, which covers all the major airlines, have to have a vaccine mandate in place by December 8th. So we're working through that. God, can you imagine, what if the airline said, 
this is not constitutional, and we are more loyal to our employees than to than to the hypochondriac in chief than than to dictatorships. Uh, can you imagine? I mean, that's all we need. We need resistance. They 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 named opposition to Donald Trump resistance. The resistance. But that's what we need today. Southwest said last week that its 56,000 employees needed to be vaccinated against COVID by December 8th in order to keep working at the airline under the federal mandate. I'm just curious. So till December 8th, will a lot of people be dying? I mean, if this thing is a matter of life and death, why wasn't it imposed months ago? Why isn't it imposed tomorrow? blowing yep that's, that's what uh, that's what we have here the uh, the airlines that is what happened apparently with Southwest the delays the cancellations of a thousand flights or whatever it was so the lie went out that it was about weather in Florida, but weather in Florida is the same for all airlines. Southwest is not the only airline that flies to Florida. So why didn't it happen elsewhere? It's apparently because uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of pilots decided to protest. God bless these pilots. I don't care whether you're vaccinated or not, you need to protest on behalf of liberty the government forcing people to take a medicine is a first, truly a first. Don't, don't, everybody cites the 1905 Jacobson $5 fine if you didn't get a, a smallpox vaccine. Like that, that, so on, on that basis, we can have all of what we're doing today from the 1905 decision. I'll talk about that more another time. There's a piece in the Wall Street Journal today about how science has been perverted by the left, which I've been warning you for, uh, for quite some time. They have ruined everything. Medieval thinkers pretending to infallibility often claim to have received a direct revelation from God. Since the 19th century, secular thinkers have invoked science. Exactly. As Anthony Fauci said in June, a lot of what you're seeing as attacks on me, quite frankly, are attacks on science. That's the way they think. That's exactly right. You'll find this of, of interest. I didn't know this. So he talks to the, the, this professor at Northwestern University, who I'm sure will be condemned at Northwestern as another woke university. Early last year, we were treated to the delightful spectacle of Montana's Glacier National Park. Folks, get ready. This is awesome. I didn't know about this. Early last year, we were treated to the delightful spectacle of Montana's Glacier National Park, removing signs that said its glaciers would be gone by 2020. <laughs> is, that, is that awesome? It's, been, it's all been perverted. The left has, has destroyed faith in science. You just need to know this, and you need to fight back. 
Okay, we continue. The Dennis Prager Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you about an interesting supplement that has made a big deal in my life. I had the, the pins and needles feeling in my feet. I've had it for about 25 years. It got quite intense. So among the things I did is I had inserts put in, which helped because it lifted the bone from the nerve. And I threw away the inserts last year after I started taking Nerve Renew. I read about Nerve Renew on the internet, and so I tried it out. And amazingly, after about a year, it doesn't happen overnight, I got rid of the inserts I had worn for 10 years. It's minimal, the uh, the pins and needles effect that I have. I'd like you to try it out. Go to NerveRenew.com. They offer two-week trial of their product and a one-year money-back guarantee at NerveRenew.com or your two-week trial now. I asked them to advertise. That's how effective I think the product is. NerveRenew.com. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. So there is a case in Virginia at a Virginia high school. A teacher has been fired for not using preferred pronouns with regard to a student who was female and now claims to be male. And taking up the case of this teacher is a French teacher, is ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom, which we are working to support vigorously at this program. I did not know, but I'm very delighted. I also have, I have Tyson Langhofer, who is the uh, senior counsel and director for the Center of Academic Freedom at the Alliance Defending Freedom, and we have the teacher, uh, Peter Vlaming. Now, by the way, uh, Peter Vlaming, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Uh, are you now, uh, it says here, south of France. Is that where you're located? <laughs> yes. Hi, Dennis. Thank you for having me. Yes, we moved. We moved to my, my wife's region. My wife is French, and we moved this summer to the south of France, to a small city called Montpellier on the Rhone River. How how interesting. Oh, so now that I understand why you're a French teacher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've studied in France before. So, so have you moved? Be, did you move partially as a result of having been fired? Yes, partially as a result of having been fired. Uh, public teaching in public school in America was uh, it, it, it couldn't go forward. No one wanted to touch this. Yeah, we're, it's not the clearest connection. So, Sean, why don't we recall, and I'll talk to Tyson in the in the meantime. So, so Peter, I'm, we're going to uh, let you go and call you back. All right. So, sure, uh, no problem. No, unfortunately, they. Uh, okay. <laughs> Somebody got rid of Tyson instead of Peter. So. <laughs> that, let me see. Right. I, this is probably the best reception. I'll, I'll wait for you to call back. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Let me. Let, yes, we're going to call you back. Yeah, that was a big boo boo. Okay. So I'm I'm waiting to get back on with Tyson Langhoffer. This is a uh, another example of what is going on. I, I have a lot of questions though about about this issue. So Tyson, hi, hi, welcome back. Uh, hey, thanks, Dennis. Yeah. So let me understand. Uh, there was there was a girl in this high school who transitioned to being a, a, a boy. Is that correct? 
That's correct. Now, so if I saw, this is to me a very important issue on the whole transgender issue. So if I saw this person now, would I assume that it was a boy or a girl? I don't know the answer to that question, Dennis, um, but in the context, um, this student had been in Peter's class for the previous two years, and he had had great relations with her, and then the parents informed Peter that she would be transitioning to um, you know, be a male and have a male name and male pronouns. And so obviously for him particularly, that, that was an issue that he was aware had treated her as obviously as a female in the previous two years. Um, so it's a little bit unique situation in that from that standpoint. Right. So the the reason I asked that question is I I think the the issue to me is what do you look like? How do you dress? What is your name? Uh, that's the issue. I mean, and I think it is for you too. I mean, we don't ask anybody we meet what what sex were you born. It's the the issue arises when there's a conflating of of sexes or a, a, a an abolition of sexual difference. That that to me is is the issue. Anyway, he called this person by the new masculine name. Correct. That's correct. And actually, and actually, Dennis, he facilitated that and told all of the previous students because this was a French three class, and he told all the students. Why don't you choose a new French name so that she wouldn't feel singled out as being the only one with the new uh, masculine name? And so he was attempting, uh, you know, attempting to make it as easy transition as possible. He just didn't want to be forced to speak something that he thought was untrue. Meaning uh, that in referring to this person, having to refer to the person as he, as opposed to she. So he. So that's correct. Right. So, okay, I, we have Peter back. So let me ask Peter this question. Peter, if I met this in... Oh, oh got, got a, broken up again. No, no, got a lot of background. All right, Can you hear me? Right, yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of background noise. So so hold on there. I, I, I will come back to both of you. In the meantime, uh, I, uh, I urge you to go to uh, my website and click on the banner for ABF and support them. They they work for freedom for free. But somebody has to pay their lawyers, and that's us. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right, so Dennis Prager here. I have a teacher 
who was fired by his school. He had taught French there. How many years did you teach French there, Peter? Seven years. Seven years. He's speaking, by the way, from the south of France where he has moved. Uh, he is sort of... Is it fair to say you've sort of given up on America? No. The, no, not at all. That's why I'm continuing in this case. So I have not definitely not given up on America. That's why I've taken this stand. Right. Although, I mean, I'm not saying it as a critique of you. I, I, I sort of would sympathize if you said yes, uh, given how you've been treated and uh, the fact that you've, you've, you've moved to another country. So there's, that's what prompted my question. A- anyway, I, I do have a question. So, again, folks, the ADF has taken his case. He is, was fired. He wouldn't refer to a, a, a person that he knew was a girl student of his for two years who, who then said that she was a male, and he would not refer to her as he, although he did refer to her, him, whichever you prefer, as uh, by the new name, a, a new male name. So my question that I, that I asked when you were off the line was, if I saw this student now, would I assume I'm talking to a, a girl or a boy? So I haven't seen this student since. Uh, I would since 2018, uh, the end of 2018, uh, when uh, things went down at West Point High School, and you at that time you would definitely say uh, that she was a girl, and she's a charming student, a charming young lady. So when you said she, anybody not knowing the situation would have would have assumed it was a she. Totally. Okay, that's. I think that that's extremely significant, and it's left out of the various stories here. So, you basically you were saying, look, you, you, I'm prepared to call you by your new name, but for all intents and purposes, you are a she as far as as the rest of the world is concerned. Only as far as you're concerned, you're not. Is that a fair summary? Actually, I didn't discuss my position. I didn't say to her, hey, we're integral beings. I don't share your belief that you're a boy. I accommodated her as far as I could using uh, her new name and avoiding feminine pronouns so to not, you know, to be provocative. Uh, but I explained to my administration that that's what I was doing. I said, hey, I'm, I'm not going to adopt transgender ideology, but I can work this way. I'll... Uh, respect her position by using her new name. I can do that in good conscience, but um, it's, I cannot in good conscience refer to her as, as he, because she's not. We're inter- I believe that we're integral beings, and I'm not going to adopt this new uh, ideology on who we are as humans, you know, what makes us a man and a woman. Uh, and that's when the, the administration ratcheted things up. They said, okay, well, not only will you use a new name, if we think that you're substituting the new name, the masculine name, for a pronoun, when you could use a pronoun, we're going to fire you. And that's the definition of the thought police. And, oh, um, that's, a, that's I amazing. I, I did not yeah. know that. So yeah. even if okay. you're using the person's new name, that was not sufficient when you could no. have used a masculine pronoun. Exactly, because even, even just Dennis in regular conversation, I don't say, hi, Dennis, 
how is he doing? I say, hi, Dennis, how are you doing? And if I refer to you in someone else's presence, because you never use a third-person pronoun to talk to directly to someone. It's when you're talking about someone, often when they're not even present. So it's more polite to use their name if they're present. So it's even, yes, even that's on right. the level of, yes. of, of, of being polite. So it's all, about, it's, a, it's all about totalitarianism. It's all about taking away the argument, taking away the language, so that you've already, uh, you've already given up the ground. It, it's did not any, about, did, did, did any teachers support you? Uh, let's put it this way. There is a huge spirit of intimidation and though I knew of many teachers who uh, supported me on the inside, they were n- not willing to, to come out on the outside for fear of retribution. Tyson, what is your, what is your case uh, before the court? Well, essentially, Dennis, we're you know, um, arguing that the school violated Peter's both free speech rights and free exercise religion rights under the Virginia Constitution because they're essentially forcing him to speak things that he believes are untrue and that also uh, violate his deeply held religious beliefs. Um, And, you know, they it was unnecessary. The government cannot compel people to speak things they disagree with, uh, especially when, uh, you know, in this situation there is an accommodation. And, you know, Peter demonstrated that he's able to, to teach students of all different backgrounds uh, and accommodate them, uh, and there's no reason to force him and others like him to to speak and this, you know, to agree with this new ideology. So it's a violation of their of their fundamental rights to speech and re- free exercise of religion. Well, so what court is it now? Uh, uh, is the case before? So we have just uh, we're in the process of asking the Virginia Supreme Court to uh, take the case because the district court dismissed um, all of the claims. Uh, held that, that, that Peter had failed to state a claim, even though we allege that the school terminated him because he wouldn't, um, you know, speak a message that they wanted him to speak that was outside of the curricular context. We're not talking about curriculum here. We're talking about interpersonal communication, you know, with third parties. They were trying to dictate what he could say about what it means to be a man and a woman with third parties. Right. And that's just not con- that, that cannot be countenanced under our current uh, under our constitution. Uh, uh, right, I I, I I I totally get that. Well, Peter, good luck to you bo- both of you. And let me just reiterate how much we are committed to Alliance Defending Freedom. They do all of these cases for free because people can't afford the lawyers. So we are the ones who support it by donating to Alliance Defending Freedom. There is a banner at DennisPrager.com. Please go now during the break and click on it and donate. Thank you. Out into the world. Okay, everybody. Dennis Prager here and Peter in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi. Peter in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi. What happened? Hi, sorry. Dennis, are you there? Yeah, I am. Yep, yep. Yeah, so I was fairly offended by your last segment as a parent of an eight-year-old transgender child, and had I had a chance to speak to your guest, I would have asked him. Um, if. And I, I'm not addressing the legal issues here, and I know you had him on as a legal case, but I'm going to talk about it as a moral issue and an ethical issue. 
if my child had been his, this Peter's student and had been aware that Peter had taken this stance of refusal of addressing him by his pronouns, I'll bet you anything my child would have come home and cried. And I want to know if Mr. If the teacher was going to go home and cry if he were, quote-unquote, forced to use the pronouns that his student was asking. My child would have been 40, would be 42% more likely to succeed in killing himself if he grew up in an environment that did, that was hostile and to him in the way that this particular stance, potentially not all the actions, but this particular stance of this teacher demonstrated to this student. I want to know, I would have asked Peter if he would have been 42% more likely to kill himself if he had been quote unquote forced in his job to refer to this student using his pronouns. I want to know what is so hard about this. He says, quote, it's not true. According to who? Who's, you know, what, who's the arbiter of truth here? The student? The person who's proclaiming the truth about himself? Or Peter, who is not the student? I would also be interested in exactly what the closely held religious belief is that undergirds a, a teacher resting their position that they can make the lives of their students more painful and more hostile. Had so I, 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 I let you speak, obviously, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm, I took your call deliberately, obviously, as well. I'm curious, you say you're we eight-year-old. before, Dennis, and I have told you that my child feels closer to God as a boy than he did as a girl. I told you that. Do you remember that call? I, I said to my child, what does it feel right. like when you're a boy? What is your experience as a boy? He was probably not, he was, but somewhere between, in the right. All right. Seven. Okay. You know, I wish we had more time. We got we to gotta take a break. There are competing elements here that serious people have to confront. The societal issues and the individual issues. And there are those who think that society is suffering when the uh, American Medical Association says that no birth certificate should have a sex on it. There are many, many issues involved. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 